1: This is Bill and Tanisha. Once again, we want to invite you to the Recovery Hour radio show. Today, we have a real treat for you. I know I always say it, but I always mean it. But before I get off to the cosmos, I would be remiss if I first didn't shout out to some of our sponsors. Shout out to the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disability for giving us an opportunity to have an addiction recovery support center called Grit and Grace. I'd like to shout out to them. We couldn't do this like this without them. Shout out to Commissioner Doreen Williams, who is the tip of the spear. Without her guidance and without her commitment and dedication, we probably wouldn't be doing this like this here. Shout out to Chad over there at Viewpoint Health. Without Chad, man, we probably wouldn't be doing this like this. Chad is my hero, man. Anyway, with that being said, Tanisha, say hi to all the people out there in Radio Land.
0: Hello, everyone. Hello to all of our followers, all of our listeners, everyone across the airways. I am just grateful to be here another week to be able to bring to you all
1: a message of hope. So with that being said, today we do have a real treat for you. I brought together some of my partners. Today we're recording this show on Martin Luther King Day. And, and, you know, we were just sitting here talking. We were talking about what he really represents. And he's an icon, a civil rights leader, pastor, all those things. But what we really were talking about is that for us, he's a role model. And, And we were really talking about us as being men in recovery who once were maybe on the wrong side of the tracks, the middle of the road, on the yellow line, or wherever you want to put it. And today, who are trying to walk uprightly, today we look for those beacons and those shining lights and those opportunities to see good men, strong men, good people, people who are a positive influence on the world around them, positive influence on us. And today, we're going to talk to you all about it. I brought my partners together and we're going to kind of talk about what role model means to us. Glenn, what does when you hear the word role model, what comes to your mind? What do you think of when
2: you say role model? When I think of role model, basically for me, it's somebody who has shown through their acts, through their works, of what doing good, just stay on the right track. It's, it's always important to pay attention to role models for me, because those a lot of times are the people that have paved the way who have done through trial and error of you know a situation
1: yeah man that that's good stuff you know and for me it's really interesting it's important this show has special meaning for me because i developed my life path on some people who were not good role models they were actually the opposite and I patterned my life on those people and their actions and their beliefs and their behaviors and what that got for me were jails institutions and a lot of near-death experiences and ultimately led me to where i am today in recovery and today i just i'm bubbling with a whole different crowd a whole different
3: crew nate what does role model mean to you whatever avenue you're pursuing in life whatever it looks like whatever you're chasing it means to find somebody with more of an understanding more knowledge and wisdom that can help guide you along or assist you or support you uh, on your endeavors you know what I'm saying that can that can make it a little bit easier for you by just giving you examples or instruments and tools that can just show you the proper way of becoming who you want to become or get where you want to get well wow, that's good stuff what about you matthew what does role model mean to you
1: one who means by example and that example is just something
4: that others aspire to be where they know it or
5: well, yeah, that's
4: good.
6: Let you tell me, what does role model mean for you? It means somebody who I aspire to be like or be a, a thing to, like somebody who does things that I want to do in my life that inspires me to do that. Somebody who, like, as like you said, practices what I preach, who leads by example. Somebody who is patient, kind, and hardworking and honest. Somebody who honors their word. Those are kind of the attributes that I, try, you know, attribute to someone who I look at as a role model. Somebody who, like I said, inspires me
7: to inspire to do better.
1: Wow, that's good stuff. What about you, Tom? What does role model mean to you? Well, when you start out, you think about everything that everyone
7: has already said. And it's more important to know someone or to look up to someone that is doing the right thing and directing you in that direction. Because... People can have role models that are out there doing the wrong. Right. And that's their role model because that's the person they look up to. And it all depends on the environment you're in, what you've learned, and what you know. Because a lot of times, if you don't know that it's wrong, you won't follow it anyhow. So you need to know what is right and what is wrong and be able to divide the two and follow the right path.
1: Well, wow, that's that's good stuff. So what I want to do next? And obviously, in honor of today being Martin Luther King Day, I want to ask you guys a question, and for each and every one of us, it probably means something different. What does Martin Luther King represent to you? I'm going to start with you, Glenn. When when you hear Martin Luther King, what does that represent for you? What, What
2: comes to mind? Martin Luther King represents a person who went through a hardship in time. He went through a struggle. He was a person who determined to make a change. Seeing how he had the courage to fight through the oppression that he was going through, uh, just so that we can have better rights, so that we can have equality. That was a real important step that he made, and it helped change history in such a uh, traumatic way. I think that him being a Black man, a preacher, he was a, a, a movement. He was a movement within itself. He was a force to be reckoned with. He made he just made a lot of better for us.
1: Right. What about you, Tony? What are Martin Luther King? What's what comes to mind?
6: First thing that comes to mind is that he was a great leader. He was the leader of, like Glenn said, like of the movement to get black people their their rights. You know what I mean? That they deserve, and he did it in a way that was. Different than everybody else was trying to do it, different than the Black Panthers, different than the Mount He did it peacefully. Yes. With protests and, 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 and motivation speaking. And you know, he just did it in a whole different way that worked. Yeah. And he was an icon. He was, like I said, a very, very positive leader. And he made a huge change in, in history. And he is is known for that. You know
5: what I mean? He's a he's a great man. He a great leader. And he was a great motivational person. Wow, that's good stuff. What about you, Matthew? When you hear Martin Luther King, what comes to mind for you? Passion,
4: dedication, motivational speaker, and a beacon of light.
1: Wow. What about
3: you, Nate? When you hear Martin Luther King, what comes to mind? Persistence, consistent, dedication, determination, humbleness, obedience, passion, drive, ambition, of course, leadership integrity, the word we spoke about earlier today, and just a man with a mission. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I think, you know, Nate, I think you hit on the head because for each and every one of us, obviously, he's all those things. For me, I think the one thing that, one of the things that stand out for me when I think of him is that unwavering commitment, even in the face of death. To be so committed to something that is bigger than life itself for you, because it's the right thing. And and that commitment to something that is for other people that you choose to let be bigger than even you yourself, that's all. (laughs) It's a tall order. So let me ask you all a question. Who are some of your role models? Who are people today in your life that are role models? Now I'm going to start with you, Matthew. Who is the role model in your life today? Two
4: artists, like J. Cole and Mac Miller, my father, Bill Carruthers, my friend Josiah, my spouse, and many more, Jesus.
1: And, and so let me ask you a question. What are some of the qualities or some of the reasons why those people are your role model?
4: Compassion and that they're open-minded and, and able to listen and understand and have, if not sympathy, empathy for each and every person they interact with okay. and even those that they don't interact
2: with. Okay. That's good stuff, that's good stuff. What did you do, Glenn? role models for you? Well, in my everyday life, more so my parents, yeah. to see people who live a structured life, who always were preparing for tomorrow instead of just living for today. That That's what really high volumes to me. I, more on an iconic level, It'd probably be someone, as in Barack Obama, um, to see someone who changed history, who made a difference, and who actually, you know, just stood up and had the courage to just, you know, get in there, get in office, and you know, just make us all proud. Right, right, right,
6: right. Yeah, that's fixed. What about you, Tony? My mom, my my father, my uh, my mother too, my brother. Now that he's in. Working in, in recovery and, and living a really good, just positive life and care of the family.
1: And why why are those people, why, what what people, qualities do they have that make them role models for you other than just being words, My
6: brother, did, did, did my father, and I wrote him down earlier, they were honesty. There have always been, well, since my brother's been in recovery, you know, honest, good hearted men. They adhere to their strict moral values. They have values that they, and, and morals that they will not go against and will not cross. They practice what they preach. They don't just talk some good shit. They actually show you what they're talking about and what they're living. They, they've always honored the word. My dad's word is, you know, let the same good as gold. It's better than that. So he's never broken his word in my lifetime that I know of it. have never broken it to me. You know what I mean? If he didn't know he could do something, he wouldn't tell you he could do it.
5: And they're both patient and kind and loving, compassionate
6: people. Well, wow, that's good stuff. What about you, name? Who are your role
3: models? Of course, number one is going to be Jesus. And in, in today's society, from, from the environment of people that I'm around, I'm going to say you, mm-hmm. you. And why why are those people role models for you? Jesus, mainly because the life that he lived, despite the fact the people that loved him, trusted him, didn't like him, betrayed him, beat him. Finesse them, just did everything wrong to him. He always had compassion. He always seen the the best in people. He always seen the potential in people. He always tried to push out the best in people. He always tried to just give a different light to the situation, despite how I was looking. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, bless those who uh, despitefully use you and and just pray for those who, who just everything about Jesus was a complete opposite of his actual circumstance. yeah. And I just love that about him because he never allowed what he was going through to dictate how he was going to respond. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And then I say you because just from actually hanging out with you and getting to know you, you overcame the odds. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Your life was not the best, but when you you actually decided, despite the circumstance to do the right thing, you you stuck with it and you're the fruit of your labor. You know what I'm saying? They say, the Bible says, you know, a tree by the fruit that it bears, And everything that I see you do, everything I hear you say, everywhere I see you go, not just from what you say, but what I can see, it it, it produces a great fruit of just abundance from anybody, everybody connected to you. So that's what I consider my role models today.
1: That's really good stuff. You know, obviously for me, my role models, what I think is funny is the people today that are my role models are the exact opposite of the people who were my role models for my whole life. For 50 years of my life, if you want to be my role model, you need to have the whole bullet belt thing and the yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, and I thought that my role models would have been nine foot tall, bulletproof, running through style. Today, Commissioner Williams, was probably five foot tall, she don't even drink coffee. <laughs> I don't think she's ever said a word of profanity in her whole life. And her trademark
8: is the quiet voice of reason. She's my role model because I've never seen her angry. I used to think that it was pretty cool that people
1: knew you were angry, that you were busting stuff. You know what I mean? If I was angry, man, I'm throwing bricks through stuff, right? And I thought that was a
8: greater expression today to see somebody that could stand in a storm and be at peace. I realized
1: that strength today. To see people who are moving the needle for other
8: people, I'm, I'm talking about just monumental change. That's a big deal
1: for me today. Today, I strive to be a role model for myself. Right. Every day that I wake up and I take a, a searching and fearless inventory of my yesterday, I want my today to be better. I wanna be a better person today than I was yesterday. And that doesn't mean I did bad yesterday. That means today I wanna do better.
8: I wanna be humbler. I wanna be more effective. I want to be honest. I
1: want to honestly represent my truth and be able to do that without fear. I want to be sane and sober and improve my conscious contact with God. That to me doing that on a day-to-day basis without feeling as though you've arrived creates this conversion table that you live with that changes what is important, what is valuable, what is right to a whole different, positive, driven world, universe that you're living in. And what is your positive contribution to that is really powerful.
0: It is our extreme pleasure to have such strong community partners, such as Viewpoint Health, to join us in our journey to recovering individuals, as well as systems and procedures. Viewpoint Health offers an array of services and resources for individuals with mental health challenges, substance use challenges, as well as intellectual and developmental disabilities. To connect with them, please visit their website at www myviewpointhealth.org, or you can call
1: 678-209-2411. And so i want to ask you guys, I know that all of us are in recovery. And so I want to ask you a question. What would you say are three of the gifts that recovery has brought into your life? I'm going to start with you, Tony. What are three of the gifts that recovery has brought into your life?
6: My freedom, my family,
5: and positive state of mind. What about you, Matthew? Clarity, communication, and spiritual
8: enlightenment. Wow. What about you, Dave? Peace, patience, and I would say more humbleness. (laughs) What about you, Dave? Discipline,
2: restoration. And spiritual.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I guess three of the things that recovery, gifts that recovery has brought into my life, I found the ability to Mm -hmm. love
8: without fear and without conditions. Found purpose. And understand the value of commitment to that purpose. Not just for me, but for my fellow.
1: I never would have thought that could happen for me.
8: I, I kind of,
1: I didn't think it was a day that I would have wanted the best. I just wanted a little something, something, let alone want the best, not just for me, but for you. Right. And, and that's totally opposite of the way I always function. And I think the third thing that recovery has brought into my life is I'm closer to God today than I've ever been before.
8: And that's the sweet spot, man, that uh, it's a peaceful place. It's a safe place. It is a place where it's not dark. It's lit up, well lit. Don't have to hide. It's public. It's about him. That's that's good. That makes time go by fast. That makes work not work. That makes provision is baked into it. I don't have to worry about,
1: are my needs going to be met? All my needs are met. I've never been there before in my life to a place
8: where Everything that I really need, I've got. And and I don't have to know the answer.
1: I know there is an answer. I don't, all I need to do is study the playbook so that I'll know which play we're running when the time, when the time comes. I used to always be trying to figure out what to do or a lot of people say, "What, what should I do? What should I do? If we get into the best shape that we can and study so that we understand the playbook, then when you go back into the pocket, you can just chill and the people will run their routes and they'll open up and you'll know then which one to throw it to because that one will be open. You won't have to try to figure it out. You don't have to force it. You know, you you don't, you'll, you'll be able to make a better decision. For that, I'm grateful. Someone asked you guys another question. One of the things that has happened for us we've been given an opportunity to create our own space called grit and grace which is a place where we come and we come together and we've come together and done several different things we come together and we laugh and we have we learn and we fellowship and do a lot of different things so for some of us we met behind the wall now we're here and that's great because we said we would be right And we said that when we came here, that it would be fruitful and it would multiply. And and this is the power of the fellowship and fellows on the ship. Because I always thought if there were fellows on the ship, somebody needs to go overboard. You you understand what I'm saying? That's kind of my my philosophy on fellowship, that too many fellows meant less stuff. So let's throw somebody off the ship. Today, I realized in our fellowship, the privilege, That that I have is that what I say is true, and and I know that the other day you walked in
8: talking to me and you said, "You know what, man? I gotta, I gotta find me a job, man." I'm like, (laughs) you know, they say the
1: joy of the Lord is my strength, right? Mm -hmm. And when you said, "You know what, man?
8: I gotta find a job." I said, you know what? Hey, hey, man, my homeboy needs a job. Okay, what, what, you
1: you know what I'm saying? So, Glenn, kind of walk us through that. In our relationship, and and you were always very faithful. When I came behind the wall, you were always very faithful to the thing. You understand? And and you're a serious dude, right? I know some dudes that are cheeky and all that stuff. You're not that guy. You're a pretty serious guy. Pretty committed, pretty dedicated, right? And so, but you would always be there. So kind of walk us through how written grace and our relationship and all that, how has that been fruitful in your life?
2: Yeah, it's true when I first met Mr. You know, I was behind the wall and I was at a place and a time in my life where I found myself in a revolving cycle. And, you know, when you sit down a lot, you have a lot of time to hear yourself think, and I knew then and there that I didn't want to be in that space anymore. So being able to evolve from that situation and being on the other side, having my freedom back, it was a really good thing. I was blessed and fortunate enough to be able to become, become a part of a member of this community. And here at Great Grace, we've been able to fellowship with each other, get to know each other. And I put a lot of energy from the other brothers and sisters that are in the program as well yeah, to see other people have things going on in life in a positive manner is very important. For me, I had faced problems with employment and uh, as Mr. Bill was saying, I reached out and I was, I was telling him about, I need this work, And, uh, he was able to lead me in a direction that I needed to. And, um, you know, it just comes a time in life when you say, God sent a blessing down to me. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was, it was a, a blessing in disguise. Had I not put forth the effort and came over to a meeting mm-hmm. or gotten involved, I would have missed that opportunity. Yeah. So a lot of times when good things happen, I have to be reminded in the back of my head that I got to keep putting forth the work. Yeah. You know, every day is a struggle getting up out of bed at 5.30 in the morning, knowing what I'm facing for the day. But, you know, I might not see the good in the, at that moment, but I know hard work and dedication, I will have a good outcome. It, it's allowed me to be productive, positive. It's allowed me to change really just who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And there's some there's some good benefits of doing the right thing, being around the right people, and being in the right places. Just like now, you know, I'm able to going to a store, and I'm able to actually reach in my wallet and pay for what needs to be paid for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all, all the time, yeah, we're still going to have days, going to have that old train of thought in your head, you know, let's do something cricket or get off track, or you don't have to do this, you can do this, or, you know, you, you don't have to pay for that, put it in your pocket, or this, that, or the other. You know, but at the end of the day, I have to, I've I've been able to realize, just by being involved, that And when you do right, and when you try hard, and when you stay on the road to recovery, success, things will change for you. Life will get better. I remember some days, years ago, one winter, things that got so bad for me, you know, I was living in a place that wasn't mine. Mm
8: -hmm.
2: No electricity. It was cold, you know, so cold I had to reach out to my my parents and, uh, you know, ask for help. And, you know, that was that was an eye-waking experience for me. And mm-hmm. so every day that I get up and I'm able to go home and take a shower, watch TV, turn the heat up if it gets too cold, that's a
8: blessing for me. Yes. You know, that's like, it keeps me grounded. It keeps yeah. me
2: fighting. It keeps me, you know, positive, courage. You know, I just, just got to keep going forward, keep going forward. And if I ever do look back, it's only as a reminder. Yeah, That's not where I want to be again.
1: <laughs> that's really good stuff. Nate, let me ask you a question, man. And I know you and I met behind the wall. And I, I know that you were very faithful to the program. I always teach you about that because you always sat in the front. All the time, and, and we did it for a while. I came in there a lot of times. And... You know, a lot of people don't pay attention. I pay attention to everything that's going on. What I thought was really incredible is that every time that we did group, you were always sitting in the front. And and there's a thing about in the program where we talk about sitting close to the fire or people that sit far away from the fire, right? And so let me ask you a question. How has grit and grace impacted you your recovery, how has all that
3: worked out for you? We you know a lot of times we came seeing us behind that wall. It's had a series of questions that you would ask us that would make us uh, make a self evaluation and just reflect over our, our past lives, our present lives, and even our future life that we expect to live. And um, all those questions and the answers that we presented, or really I presented, just gave me more in depth uh, understanding of what I want out of life, where I am in life and where, where I was in life. And everything just continually pushed me farther and harder and, and, and further, just along the path of just becoming the man I am today and the man that I will be in the future of just being a man of integrity and just a man of doing the right thing every chance I get. It helps me every day. Uh, like Sal, so you, you taught me what, it taught me to continually uh, chase this dream that I have of just being a man of God, you know, just to strive to uh, grow my spiritual, spiritual man, more and more each day to die to the flesh and live to the spirit man allow God to increase as I decrease on a a day-to-day struggle man it taught me uh, more patience taught me more humility taught me more more uh, consistency you know what I'm saying it gave me more commitment and more drive of what I was gave me it gave me a level of uh, expectation toward what I was going to be manifesting in my life it just gave me a good viewpoint so I'm not I'm not I'm not just a statistic, I'm a unique person, like, and whatever I think or whatever God has placed in me is bigger than what I could even imagine, and all I got to do is just wake up every day and put my best foot forward, and so much stuff is going to happen that I won't even understand how it happened, where it came from, I mean, I know it's going to be God, but it's just going to be like, it's going to be so big, and just to continue to just stay humble and allow God to just work through me. And, and just enjoy the benefits of being the man of God that I chose to be and just a, a good person individually, you know what I'm saying? Because sure. like, mo- like most people, uh, when you live that life, you, you're not always the best person you think you are to people. And you do a lot of crazy, stupid things that affect other people. And I've learned that uh, all our decisions affect more than just us. And I learned that all um, my, my bad decisions affected people that I really love. So I rather affect them in a, in a better, positive light. Now the decisions that I'm making now, and like I say, uh, our conversations and just being here amongst the brothers, the times that I come is also a blessing because I get to see from other uh, viewpoints of life yeah. and other walks and struggles. That yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be alright. Just keep putting that best foot forward. Was, like the brother just said, he, he didn't have a, he didn't have a job. You know, I'm saying just by his uh his his ability and his his connection to you, yeah. God use you as an instrument, tool, in the vessel to present an avenue for him to be, you know what I'm saying, employed. And who knows what else guys gonna do in the near future, so that's right. it's just a blessing to be a part of something that's, that's um, progressive, productive, and prosperous. There you go, living in the overflow.
0: We are proud partners of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Rockdale Newton Chapter. NAMI Georgia is an organization of family, friends, and individuals whose lives have been affected by mental challenges. Together, we advocate for better lives for those individuals who have a mental challenge, and we offer support, education, and advocacy as we do so. Please visit the NAMI Georgia website at www.namigeorgia.org. And if you are local to the Rockdale-Newton area, we would love to have you join the family. For more information, you can visit www.namirockdalenewton.com or follow their Facebook page at NAMI
1: Rockdale So Matthew, I know that you've been coming here for a little minute. What has that been like for you? Grit and grace, the whole thing we got going on, the thing we do. What has that been like for you?
4: It's a reminder that showing up is step one because i've shown up before but i guess what i didn't do was show out mm-hmm. it's about what i do when i leave here that that truly matters it's, yeah. inside me is not just the place i come to on occasion where there's every day or not every day
5: yeah
4: that um it's not like i heard that eddie griffin i think one time he was talking about all the main religions, the monotheistic religion saying Everybody's fighting about who was the messenger, like which one's the Messiah, who's the messenger? They said, well, damn, who the messenger is? What was the message?
1: <laughs> exactly.
4: And so uh, ever since I've heard that, I've been thinking about what, what exactly was the message. And I, I realized, I kind of just hear it in all different aspects of, of my life, no matter which which field I'm looking into. And this place kind of connects all the dots. Well, wow. that, that's where really good, man. Whether it's religion, no matter which religion it is, whether it's Western or Eastern religion, or his philosophy, or physics, or anywhere I go, the music I listen to—it's always the message of
5: don't just sit around and wait for good things to happen. Yeah. Don't uh,
4: don't expect to know when the second coming will be. Just be that. Yeah,
1: and that's, that's good stuff. time that it needs to be. You know, that's one of the things that. I know that, you know, but they say the latter will be greater, and if he was first, and would last, and last will be first, and all those things, and, you know, sometimes when we read them, and they're just words, but then when you're living them, and they happen, you, it's a different thing. When I think about you, Matthew, and the thing that's really hilarious about it, because I think about all the people that have probably called the police on you before, right? <laughs> which probably be quite a few, and I think about when I got the call about you, it was from the police. You understand what I'm saying? And they say, hey, listen, I got this dude that I'm sending to you, instead of people saying, I got this dude we're sending in to the police,
8: right? And, and what I think was important about that was that that made you more valuable. Not more valuable than any other
1: person, because everybody has this equal, great value, but it made you valuable because I know that our partnership will facilitate a change in somebody else who ain't even in the recovery community. See, and, and this is what role model is all about. And, and we may not realize it because that's not, I, and, you know, and, and I think about that with Thomas sitting in the room because Thomas was special forces, but, you know, heroes are made out of heroic acts that may not be what they meant when they left the house. I don't think people left the house and say, I'm going to be a hero to <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Situations occur and you end up being a hero because you lived through that shit, you know what I mean? Or, or you saved some other people through it. And, and people say you're a hero and most heroes say, no, no, I'm not. Actually, I'm just blessed. I, I'm, we're blessed to have you here. Uh, Tony, how's great and grace? I know that Grit and Grace is part of, under the stepping up umbrella, I know opening doors to recovery is under the stepping up umbrella, I know a lot of different things. The, the thing you heard us talking about, which is under the stepping up umbrella and under the grit and grace umbrella, which is the jail curriculum, all of those things are layers of support that come from the development um, and so, me being a project developer, I see all these things working together in layers, so it, it becomes monumental. How have those things impacted you?
6: Well, first, Great and Grace has given me a place to, you know, come not only for meetings and support, but to connect with other people, also recovery and kind of keep in touch in case I, like the other day, I was just bored with me myself and I with thoughts in my head, so I Called people that I, you know, Lindsay, you, Tanisha, know you I mean? I called Vino. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call people just to try and get out of my own head. It, being here has given me connections with people like that that I can reach out to, you know what I mean? Yes. And trying and, to try and pay my head, trying to get back on the right track if I'm veering off. Yeah. Um, this gives me a place to spend my days since I'm not working or anything like that. There's a sober, positive environment with people to help me further along my recovery. You know, it's helped me with transitioning in housing. You know what I mean? Like getting me from one place to another and helping me with the process. It's given me support, you know, not only mentally or physically and spiritually. It's given me support in all aspects. Mm-hmm. You know, all aspects physically, mentally, spiritually, financially. There's everything, you know, everything all around the board. And I I'd go through great and grace withdrawals over the weekend. Uh-huh. Like really like I want to be up here because I I'm safe. Yeah, I'm safe and I'm I'm happy and I'm in a positive area. Mm-hmm. And I'm around people that I can connect with and just kind of kind of hang out with and, and not have to worry about anything else right. off the map. You know what I mean? Like yesterday I was just kind of going through it. So I called my support and just right. talked to people. You know what I mean? I
1: think to your point, Tony, I think Matthew said something really important. And, and he said, because he always says important shit, but what he said was, I got a place where I can come to and I can get the message, but not only can I get it, I can take it with me and I can yeah. use it when I leave. That's the thing. That's right? the thing. Thomas, so what, what i <laughs> Thomas has been here with us for a hot little minute, hanging out with Leroy. Yeah, but Leroy I thugged out, hanging with Thomas. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first met Leroy, he's the nicest person I ever met. And uh, now he's Leroy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Tom, what is grit great grace, stepping up, all those things. What, what, do, when you see that? Because you've been around for a hot minute. What, what, do, when you see that, and you're in the middle of that experience. What does all that say to you? What's it like for you? What do you take away?
5: Well, what I see and hear uh, almost the
7: same, but sometimes different. It gives me the opportunity to give back to folks what I've been blessed with mm-hmm. and have an opportunity to let them know that they can make it and that they don't have to fall back into the trap they were in. You know, it's good to be, you know, on this side of the wall. It sure it's is. Great, but it's even better to have been outside of the wall for over 30 some years. Yes. That makes it yes. better. Yeah. It's also better to. Be going on my thirty-second year clean. Yes. Which April twenty-eighth would have to be thirty-two years. Yes. You know, and showing people that that you can do this thing. Yes. You can walk. You know, you just have to walk your way. Everyone has a different walk. I like what Nate said because Nate seemed to be walking in the way that I was walking when I That's was right. Kid, you know, and I know who my delivery is mm. and who delivered me from all of this, and I stay. Walking and talking to them each and every day, mm-hmm. you know, because you always pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, and it carries you through. I pray for the strength to go through. It's just like when we suppose have time off, you know, something comes up with one of our participants, mm-hmm. you know, and I get a call, you know. Do I always feel like just getting up and go? <laughs> Truthfully, me myself, yeah. not really, yeah. <laughs> but you know. What's in me, Sid, yeah. they need the sisters You need to get out there yeah. and assist them and show them that you really are care about them yes. and that they have somebody on their side to walk with them at all times. And basically, that's what we do. We walk with you while you're going through your times so you can get better. And eventually, you'll be walking with somebody else so you can show them the right way that they don't have to fall back.
1: Yeah, that that's really powerful stuff. And, and you know... I, the, the incredible part about it and just shout out to those 30 years is that it's a ministry. Definitely. And it's about serving people. And, and it's about serving people with our whole heart. And, and without God in me, I, my heart ain't whole anyway. So the service is different, right? Serving myself or serve whatever, whatever. I, I think that just something that's based on biblical principles When I was in jail, did you come and visit me? When I was hungry, did you feed me? Do you really care? (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? And so I I think just those basic principles. And and I think that for me, living in the overflow, I see a lot of people that when they get in the flow, they hoard it. And, And I think for me, living in the overflow and let that make sure that storehouse is open that that thing pours out i like watching it pour out on people i like it when when i know that you're stacking that bread i like it when i know that your dreams are coming true i like it when i know that you're blah 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 i like it when i know that you're moving up that path it was your path and i've just been gifted blessed placed assigned anointed or whatever to be right in the path and be part of that process that's not mine is yours and God's and and that's that's an incredible thing so speaking of incredible things in past I can remember a couple years back I was talking with the
8: young man and the young man I don't know he's having some trouble with his car and
1: I have known him that long but I saw he was a good man I saw that he was trying to help people and he was just having problems with his car. And every time that I'd ask, I say, so how's so-and-so doing? They say, Oh no, his car is messed up. His car went through some water and it's messed up, or he's working on his car. And one day I pulled up in the yard. He was out there, he was working on it. And I said, What's wrong with the car? And he said, Oh no, no, no. And I remember I prayed about it.
8: And I called him, and I said, hey, man, is there anything I can do to support you?
1: He said, shit, man. He said, I'm just having some car problems. He said, I'm going to have to get another car. And I remember saying, well, shit, is there anything I can do for you? You know, blah, blah, blah. Because when you're living in the overflow, you're living in the overflow, right? He said, no, man, I'm going to have to figure it out. And I'm like, you sure? Because man, we can just, you know. He's like, he was acting like I was the mob trying to rope him up. No, 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 I'm straight. This is okay, cool. And then it was a while after that. Me and the me and that man was standing on a hill. And he had just walked up the hill. And he said to me, He said, Man, listen, you know what? Maybe there is something you could do. I said, What's that? He said, Man, I need to. I need a job. I need, I need a job. Do you know anybody? He said, do you know anybody? So I know the young man was in school and he was studying and he had this aspiration to become this thing, right? And he said to me, do you know anybody that might be hiring? Let me know. See, and there's one thing that I brought over from my from the other side for me. When I was on the other side and we got ready to rob, we wasn't getting ready to rob tomorrow. we getting ready to rob right now. If you came to me and said, hey man, let's go rob somebody, we getting ready to rob right now. I'm like, oh, you got some things? Yeah, let's go. Who are we going to rob? First person we see, we rob it, right? I was a fast action hero, which I didn't say I did it well, but I did it quick. And I mean, like right now, I never talked about fighting. I was in the penitentiary too long. One of the things you learn in the penitentiary is don't talk about fighting. If you talk about fighting, you're going to die. If you're going to fight, you should already have that shit, should already have been initiated by the time anybody knows there's a fight. So when the young man said, Do you know anybody that might be hiring? I did the
8: same thing that happened when you asked me that. I said, Hold on a second. I made a call and it worked. Now, What he didn't know was that anybody
1: that I bubble with is gonna end up, this is a ministry and everybody who walks through the door is part of it. Should you choose or not, you just don't know. Some kind of ways you end up roped up unless you leave.
0: We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of a community to carry out this vision and together we are stronger.
1: Anyway, Leroy, I wanna ask you a question. How has Stepping Up, Grit and Grace, our partnership, how has all that impacted your life?
8: Um.
5: I think it's it's impacted my life in the sense that I get to see theory in the practice. Mm-hmm. And that creates evidence of the things that I was learning about, and it ratifies um, the idea that people, humans, have the capacity to self sabotage. You know, with or without assistance, help from people. You mm-hmm. know without a team around them or with a team around them. But at the end of the day, you know, as, if they wanted that back, then, you know, they can really achieve their goal and work towards the triumph or work towards recovery. Work work through recovery, mm-hmm. you know, and come out triumphant at the end. So that's what very are is
1: right, right, right. And and you know, I uh I have a tremendous amount of admiration and respect for anybody that picks up this gauntlet, right? And, and you know, you walk up, you're, you're somewhere and may, that may not be where you came from or it may be where you came from. And you see a group of people there and you walk up and you say, so, hey, what's going on? I don't know what's going on with you.
8: <laughs> say, today, something positive is going on something life-changing is going on today we're in the middle of a miracle a miracle that's not for us it's for other people today we have an
1: opportunity to change the world so that other people walk up and they can be part of that change it'll happen it'll work in their lives should they choose to walk it out And, and this is the thing like leroy was saying We understand human beings have the ability to self-sabotage, but they also have the ability to exponentially learn and grow and change. And should we have the adequate skills, resources, and supports, that process of change may not be easier, but it becomes more definable. We may not get a better understanding of the destination, but we get a better understanding of the operation. And what we will understand is as we operate, that the, the substance of that journey is so important because with, with the substance of that journey will inform you about the destination. And when you get to where you thought you were going, you'll realize that you ain't there yet. You'll realize that I'm only here and that now I've realized that there's a there here was, here's where I thought I was going, but now I realize that there's a there. Instead of us staying here, let's go there. And when we get there, I got news newsflash right Anyway, because everything that God made, it grows. I want to ask you guys another quick question before we go. What have you taken away from, I know we've been in a couple sessions today, what was your big takeaway, Glenn? from what we talked about today and what kind of the whole genesis I know it was about role models and about what we're doing and how what we're doing impacts each other and our relationship. What was your big takeaway from
2: all that? My biggest takeaway was you have to have priority in your life and in order to prioritize one, is good to have a good role model so that you can see how somebody else made it through. It can give you you know, strength, give you hope, mm-hmm. rub off on you. Also, being in a community, fellowshipping with others who are trying to go in the same direction in life is very, is very, mm-hmm. you know, for me, you know, I, I just got to stay plugged in. I got yeah. to stay, stay, stay committed with somebody. I got to stay in a group with people who are going places who want better, who want to change, who don't want to go back and return to where they've been. Wow, that's good stuff. Nate, what about you? What well, what is your takeaway from
8: all the stuff we talked about today? In a gritty world, with a
3: gritty lifestyle, you got to learn how to enjoy and receive all the grace that's given.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: What about you, Matthew? What is your takeaway from everything
1: we've talked about today? The importance of being the example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To whom much is given, much is required, man. Tony, what is your takeaway from what we've talked about today.
6: Stay connected and stay committed. mm mm-hmm. It's very important to stay connected at all times and take what I learn here with me when I go and to keep it in mind at all times.
8: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you,
1: Thomas? What is your takeaway from you've been in a couple sessions today. What is your
7: biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway is integrity mm-hmm. because you do need to have integrity to keep this walk and to go the way you're going. You can't fall back into those same old lying things that yeah. as when you're in recovery, when, when you're in addiction, you lie about everything. Yeah, I mean, it's, people say, "How can I tell you're lying?" In your mouth, yeah. You know, <laughs> so when you get integrity and you start walking in the right way, you start telling the truth about things and you start doing what needs to be done for you to get ahead without going backwards behind the bars.
1: That's right. There there you go, that's good stuff. But what is your takeaway
5: from what you've heard so far today? Having a community, not just any community, but a recovery community. Sometimes people think that associating yourself with like-minded people, or people who have experienced the same thing as you, is the wrong thing to do. So you try to go over here where, you know, if your people are clean and have a notebook, book, they won't necessarily know where you're coming from. Right. So being around people, it reminds you. People who have experienced the same experience, it reminds <clears throat> you. And that kind of speaks to the importance of peers Yeah. and where we are today as far as recovery. You know yeah. what I mean? So having a community, a recovery community, is important. And that's what I'll take. Well,
1: that's good stuff. And so everybody out there, Radio Land, this is Bill and Tanisha once again with the recovery hour. Once again, like I told you, it was going to be a real treat for you. We just want to once again, thank everybody that tunes in. Thank everybody for all their mail and their questions and their answers and all those things. Want to thank all the people that are assisting us and supporting us with making these broadcasts. I want to thank all the new people who are wearing Britain Grace merch, right? Thank you for that. Because we are a thing. We are a club, you know? We're a thing. I remember when it was just a word. I remember when they said it was initiative. I remember when they said it was a movement, it's a thing. It's real. It's real. It's not. It's, you don't have to guess. This is real. I want to just once again thank you guys, our esteemed panelists, for taking time out of your busy schedules to support us with this show. I want to thank everybody for the good work you're doing. I want to thank you for the next good thing you're going to do that you haven't even done yet. I want to thank you for every good thing. I want to, one of the things I think that you guys bring that is incredibly valuable and important is that you guys bring an environment that is judgment-free. Kind of to Leroy's point, we got a space where you don't have to be perfect to be there, which makes me feel comfortable. We got a space where a lot of people have, took us a long time to get here. A lot of people, maybe we made more left turns than right turns. I don't know, the greatest miracle for me is that I took the wrong road, but I still ended up in the right place. And for that, I'm ultimately grateful. And with that, Tanisha, you want to tell everybody out there in Radio Land, how they can get this message.
0: Yes, of course. And as I do every week, I want to encourage everyone to create positive connections. How you can stay connected with us is we invite you to stay connected with us by visiting our website. You can go to the bottom of our website, which is RockdaleSteppingUp.com. Go to the bottom of that website. There's a little Stay Connected tab. Once you click on that Stay Connected tab, it'll take you to a library of our monthly newsletters. And in each of those newsletters, there is a commissioner's corner, which is a message from Dr. Doreen Williams telling you all about the Stepping Up Initiative and what we have going on and what we're doing to support recovery here in Rockdale County. We also select a person as a champion of recovery, which is a person in recovery telling their story and sharing their journey um, as a message of hope. We select a champion of change, which is a partner in our community who is making a positive impact and a positive change in the world around them. And then we have several different resources, apps, events, announcements, all of those things that support recovery as well. We invite you all to follow Grit and Grace on all of their social media platforms, which they are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, all listed under Grit and Grace RCO. And if you want to keep hearing these messages, just like the message that you heard today, we ask you to tune in to Category 10 ENT on the HisHop Network every Wednesday at 12 noon and Thursdays at 1 p.m. And if you can't tune in at those times, we also have a podcast where you can listen at your convenience. And we're listening on several different platforms. We are on Anchor, Branker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts. So y'all keep coming back. Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.